0: March twentieth, two thousand eight, it's the Watt from Pedro Show. from Pedro show uh, March 20th, 2008 uh, I'm here in my pad in Pedro without brother Matt because uh, I want to hurry up and get this up this show up because well let me tell you we started off with John Coltrane doing Velvet Scene and then we had Wall of Gum by Black Moth Super Rainbow speaking of which I saw them a couple nights ago up in Hollywood shit impacted and me and it was a great gig and uh, for me first time seeing them and before they played I got to speak with their main man uh Tabaka uh well he also uh makes his own music called that and uh, we're gonna hear that in a little bit but uh, um I did a spiel with him but it was like an hour long so it'll be the whole second hour of the show okay because I couldn't fit it on this first one here with music so but like I said uh, Tom makes music uh, as tobacco and what he explained to me is like uh, Black Mott Super Rainbow is kind of his his band for playing gigs and uh, they did really good for them though you know uh, they got trippy names like Think, think, of think right now. But the drummer was incredible. <laughs> I mean, wow. I, but but really, all of them—the uh, the, the p- two people playing the keyboards and the uh, you know synthesizers and uh, Fender Rhodes and just uh, things I don't really have a lot of experience with uh, operating. But just to hear it, and and then a, a bass player. And sometimes he would work a like a bass version of a keyboard too and Tom kind of runs the whole deal with um, uh, playing a vo- his voice through a, a vocoder which is like a synthesizer I, I, yeah I don't know a lot about that either but all I can tell you is what uh, I might not know how it's put together and all that so much but uh, experience and the way uh, they delivered it you know which is sounds and rhythms and they also had some uh, things on a screen, too, but the the, the sounds, and the music, I mean, it was like, wow. And uh, I've been really digging uh, what he sent me, you know. Uh, but uh, the live thing was really neat. But he's got a new album, Mass t- Tobacco, and uh, let me play you some songs here. I don't mean to be foaming up like this, but it was kind of, <laughs> kind of a trip for me, you know. So uh, here's some uh, new tobacco off the new, uh, I think it's uh, called, uh, the album's gonna be called Fucked Up France. Pedro show, okay. That was tobacco. With uh, we just heard, well, <laughs> fucked up. We started off that chunk with Tape Eater, and then Dirt, featuring Aesop Rock, Cat, uh, Black Moth, Super Rainbow got to tour with last fall. Uh, he's a rapper cat, and uh, then Pink Goo. And then we heard from position normal, in England man, with uh, fan fucking Tastic. Okay. I forgot to also tell you happy first day of spring, because today is the uh, vernal equinox. Um, it's been great weather here in Pedro since I've been back from a uh, tour in Japan. I got to pedal and paddle every day. And, uh, yeah. Righteous living here. <laughs> for what? You know, wherever you live is probably great too because everything's got something to teach you. But I like paddling and pedaling into the crack of dawn, so the weather has enabled that activity for me. So I'm grateful. Uh, there was another band the other night that opened up for Black Moth Super Rainbow. They were called the Locks, they were from Chicago. And uh, here's a tune by them. Mm ¶¶
1: You. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Don't stall, they go, don't stall, they go, don't gun. stall, they go. Yeah. What's the use of voting
2: when it ain't doing nothing yeah. for the general population? They're robbing us.
1: Stone, 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 stone,
3: in my pocket You know I hate
0: from Pedro show uh, I just played you half brother by a band called Old Man <laughs> which is fitting coming from somebody like me <laughs> no, actually it's this great uh, label I'm going to play some more music I got turned on to by the- oh shit phone just set. What? what? Aaron. Hey, Aaron, I'm doing radio show right now, man. Okay, bro, listen, please come by when you're done with the radio show behind the uh, Warner Grand. I want you to see the mural and I want to talk to you about something. Okay. You know what I Okay, I'll, I'll come check it behind the Warner. See the mural you painted. Well, it's that, but I want to put something of yours in it. And you got to see the people who live at Craig Cut, okay? Uh, oh, something about Dee Boone? Oh, dude, it's, it's right in the middle of the mural. It's. it's oh, good. wow. Yeah, I will, I will. I'll, I'll come down there when I get done. Okay, out. Sorry about that. That was Aaron White, and I guess him and Craig Guevara and Benny Vegas, uh, no, Victor Gaston, they all came together and put some mural on the back of the Warner Theater uh, downtown Pedro here, and they want me to come check it out, So, or to add some ideas. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, before old man... Uh, we heard uh, something live by the Velvet Underground—a uh, song, I guess a lot of people didn't know of. It's from a bootleg, I think, in '67 or something. Six, somewhere in the. Uh, I think it was the first time they played Sister Ray, maybe too. Uh, some gig in New York City, and uh, a song called "I'm Not a Young Man Anymore," which fits with the other. Uh, we heard Gun Store, Liquor Store before that by the Pretentious Pigeons. And uh, I Don't Believe It by the Jimmy before that. Uh, I think they're from Chicago, too. Like uh, what we started off with, uh, the locks with a song called Where in San Diego is Anna Mediata? Uh, a lot from Pedro Show. Um I'm going to play tonight uh, with a fellow San Pedro person, although she hasn't lived here for a while, Carl Bozilich. I mean, I'm sharing the bill with her. I'm playing with my missing men, Tom and Raul, at Safari Sam's. My favorite place to play in Hollywood. Uh, favorite place to play almost in SoCal. Maybe it is, I think. Because I love Sam and the pad is good to play. Um... Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh here more music. What Peter At you as you tumble, while the empire falls, and when I say it out loud. has us in its toe
1: but there's one thing that can make it alright holding on to you in the dark
0: from peter's show uh, started that bunch of music out with Haydn by cohen and knockouts and then uh the dirt bombs which uh, that's mick collins band with uh from detroit with two bass two drums and the fuzz bass part is the cohen the knockouts uh person <laughs> anyway ever loving man so. Heard her twice. And then uh, Yuki Kawana with the Black Swallowtail. And then uh, we heard Milk Crisis by the Goat Team. Um, let's see, we're coming on the end. Yeah, I have an hour here. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Japan again. Uh, May 10 to 17 to record with... Uh, Mr. Ms. Yuko uh, this thing called Spielgusher. Richard Meltzer gave me 53 poems. And we're putting the music behind that. Uh, Very uh, interesting for me. Uh, I love Richard Meltzer. And uh, they're so beautiful. They they have the uh, band Mugu which I got to record last summer with him a couple songs. So maybe we'll do more of that, too. But uh, I look forward to going back there. And maybe some other things. Uh, June from Light, Brother June on the bass, uh, we're talking about. So we'll see what happens anyway. Before the Stooges and starts, I get to do some recording there. Oh, and of course, uh, on D Boone's birthday, April 1st, I think... 10 days or something, 11, 12. Uh, I begin a Black Gang album with Nels Klein and Bob Lee. My Shubun no He. It's pretty trippy. My first day of autumn. Album. So, uh, yeah, we are at the end of the first hour of the March 20, 2008, first day of spring this year edition of the Watt from Pedro show. This has been hour one. Hold tight for hour two. And we got that uh, interview from uh, a couple of days ago with Tom Tobacca of Black Moth Super Rainbow. Coming up. March 20, 2008. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. And coming up here, I got pretty near an hour of spiel with Tom Tobacco, who uh, has a band Black Moth Super Rainbow, and also has a new record coming out as Tobacco soon. Uh, he's from Pittsburgh, and um, I gotta tell you beforehand. You know, uh, sometimes I win bagged a little too much. I think, man. So don't think I was Bogart, on and what 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 happens sometimes with this, especially the young people that are really fired up with their own vision, very creative, and yet not ego tripping or full of themselves. I mean, these kind of people have always been very uh, inspiring to me. Uh, it makes me feel uh, the fire when I was young with D. Boone and you know just the joy of doing stuff and it's infectious on me and so i'm not trying to make any excuses but i i forget my place you know i ain't even though i've been doing this radio thing a little while now uh yeah i forget. i don't have it together all the way you know and i get caught up in the moment and start foaming up and it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> but you know uh He's so even keeled and stuff. He's very patient with me, you know, and I I really liked him a lot. You know, I do like him a lot, and I think he's 28 or something, but uh, amazing how I got into uh, uh, music by pedaling, you know, because I kind of had to go back to pedaling. Shit, I didn't pedal for 22 years and it helped to recharge my music thing in a way. So that's trip how he got into music from there's a lot of trippy things it's a um very interesting thing he, he has some wise things to say so without further ado here's tom tobacco and uh rapping with him uh behind the shitting factory up in hollywood and i got tom here from tobacco and black moth super rainbow uh, he's come to uh, well, yeah. It's March eighteenth, two thousand eight, and I'm in Hollywood in the back of the shit factory. And Tom is going to play here. Uh, Tom, this your first gig
4: in Hollywood? Um, I, you know what? I don't. Is that is the Henry Fonda Theater? Is that in Hollywood? It is, it and is. this is our second in Hollywood. In fact,
0: it's on Hollywood Boulevard okay. uh, down the street. We're on Hollywood Boulevard, but it's a little more east okay. by the freeway.
4: This is our second...
0: That's an old pad. I think it goes back to, like,
4: uh,
0: 30s and shit. Bad Sam.
4: You know what, though? I liked how... uh, I liked how they they draw the curtain... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...in between bands, because I hate... I hate pulling a shit down in front of everyone. Because when you don't have roadies, and you're just a band like us, and you have to unplug everything, and everyone's just watching you, it's, like, it's really Uh anticlimactic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the magic, yeah. Well, you 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 toured with him, uh, playing the lips, and Wayne's up there setting up, right? Tearing down.
4: Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's got Justin helping him. With... Yeah, he gets involved. We actually stayed with Justin last week. Cool people. Yeah, huh? that guy, I like.
0: Oh, so you, yeah, you're on a tour.
4: Yeah, uh, it's it's it kind of. I guess it just revolves around South by. Like we needed a reason. We needed a reason to go to South By, and we needed a reason to tour the country again, so we just combined the two reasons, and now we're here. So we're just gonna loop around um, like the perimeter of the country, and uh, it ends in Chicago at the end of March. That'll be it. What was your uh,
0: thoughts about Southwest? You played a few gigs there, huh?
4: Yeah, uh, I didn't wanna do South By again this year, because I, I thought, we, with all the attention we got last year, it seemed like kind of pointless to do it this year, but I don't know. I, it was. It ended up being a lot of fun, and I think it was. I, I think instead of having pressure to, to to perform, it was more like people just kind of wanted to see it and have fun. So it it was more of like a big party atmosphere than like a we have to impress these people you know what i mean and that was there last wasn't year anyone, yeah last year it seemed i felt like we had to impress people and this year it was like you know we'll just have fun
0: yeah yeah and what'd you do play uh, uh, uh the label night or something
4: yeah we played um we did we played a day party for a label that we're friends with and then we played a vice uh day party that i sprained my ankle at and then we played our labels uh Showcase later that night.
0: We're right over the parking lot. Let's go over <laughs> on this side of the van here. These motherfuckers. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, if you had to describe somebody what self, because people always asking me about it, you know, I've only done two of them. And, uh, I mean, the cliche would be to say a clusterfuck of a bunch of, uh, people who are already got something going, and they're counting on these young kids that drive from Alaska, thinking they're going to get signed, and they ain't going to get signed, so they're like partying on their trip, so there's kind of a cynical thing of looking at it, but I actually, uh, a couple times I've been there, you do see folks that's uh, legitimate, and good energy, and it's, my God, when else do
4: you get to see them, so, that was kind of a statement that wasn't a question (laughs) I can I can respond to the statement yeah yeah okay Uh, we uh, I think South by Southwest for me has been waiting in a bunch of lines not getting into shows and uh, being disappointed by bands that I used to really like it's weird
0: so it's kind of a letdown.
4: Yeah, and then and then like it's it's just re- it's really rough to play. Like I, I I don't like having the van parked in the middle of it's like it's like Mardi Gras <laughs> and you come out you come out of your show at the end of the night and you have people like sprawled out on your van. They're drinking beers on the top of your van. It's yeah, like, yeah.
0: yeah, I've seen that. I had it kind of lucky because it was in my band, so I was a side mouse both both times. So maybe I, I didn't have a fair thing of it, and I conked at spots bad. And, for spot from the old SST days lives in Austin now so I didn't have to deal with that but I could see the lines I could see the issues if you didn't have the right kind of thing, uh, credential yeah. so there was that kind of elitist thing uh, yeah I've only done uh, two because in a way by not supporting those things maybe it's kind of good by supporting them, maybe you get some attention. That's why you were there last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it went over good. You think there's a backlash? Like how we
4: already saw it? I don't know. Maybe. I. I think, like... I think last year, though, it was more like... Like, critic kind of people that came to see it. And... Now that they saw it last year, like, now actual real people know about it. So, like, the real people actually came out this year. And I heard that, like... I heard that the... Have you ever seen that movie Superbad? Oh, yeah. You know, the old one? No, no, the new one. No. Oh. Uh, there's a fat kid in Superbad that came to our show. We've never had any... You know, we've never had anyone like the fat kid from Superbad. Oh, from wow. shows. Wow. It was weird.
0: Or, or Superbad was a uh, compilation... It had a bunch of uh, hits from the early 70s. Super bad. Maybe it wasn't a movie. It was a, one of them K-Tel put together things. I don't know. It stuck in my head some time ago. Uh, so, well, you know, I found out about you. I'm really intrigued by your sound, man. It's wild. I really, really like it, man. Your band. I've been a, around a little bit, and it, to me, is like, wow and I'm interested in how you got started. Like, what was your first music?
4: Uh, I, people ask me that a lot, and I didn't, I didn't really like music as a kid. I don't know why, I just didn't, and then like, like I was telling you earlier, like, I I was really into trying to learn how to ride, like, street and flatland BMX, and uh, when I broke my wrist, it just kind of just kind of seemed like music was less dangerous and uh i don't know i i guess i started off on guitar and i was just making like weird noise music and then to get where where we are now um with the synths that was probably like around like 2002 or 2003 um we just we i think it was actually the, the guy in, uh, the, the keyboardist in our band, father, he goes by Father Hummingbird, the tall guy. Yeah. Um, he picked up one of these, one of those old synths on eBay. And I had no idea, like, you could still get that stuff, you know? Cause I think eBay was still kind of fresh at the time. I don't, I don't remember. But that was pretty much what started it. And we just, we got into, we got really into these synths. And we just decided to make a band like that.
0: And You got in the synths, you didn't check out synth records.
4: Not re I mean we Like we were talking earlier About that the band Boards of Canada Like we I really liked that album And that was That's like a synth album And that That was probably That was probably One of the things That that really got us Kickstarted But it was actually Like getting that first synth And just playing with it And seeing what it could do With it Because before then It was all like Everything we had Was like Casio Or like Digital And it just sounded Cheap to me You know Game Boy yeah <laughs> there's bands
0: where guys play Game Boy some dude was telling me
4: about a band. my bassist uh, has a has a project called Power Pill Fist it's all you know remember Atari 2600 the old Atari. Ataris. yeah he yeah. just uses Atari's to wow me. that's a trip
0: <laughs> but you know let the freak flag fly I'm into it uh, so you didn't really
4: listen to the old uh Records. No, I mean, I I loved, like, when I was a kid, I really loved... I guess guess if there was any music that I really loved, it was, like, those little bumpers in between shows on PBS. You know, they would have, like, in between, like, Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers, there would be, like, this weird, like, you know, like, synth thing. And uh, I kind of wanted to recreate that. And then it just kind of snowballed into, like, what if, like... Like, what if I could recreate that and write like, a pop song at the same time that didn't have to adhere to, like, the old PBS bumper rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, more, so maybe more people could understand it.
0: Now, for synth music, you write kind of short songs. Because a lot of those cats like to go on.
4: Yeah, I, I can't stand... I don't have the attention span for, like... For prog- <laughs> I don't like progressive music. I don't like jam bands. It's just, like... <laughs> it's too long. I like, like... I just like a short chunk of... You know something that you can hum in your head. Yeah, yeah. If that's what you mean by pop songs. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, I don't mean. Yeah, I definitely don't mean like stuff that's on the radio. I just mean like stuff that's really, really memorable, and short, and easy to digest.
0: Husker was like that. You know, ah, buzz saw guitars, but you could remember the melody and shit. Grant, and Bob
4: and yeah. I think that's what's great about a band like Lightning Bolt is like it's noise yeah. like a lot of people do noise and yeah. it's just noise right but those guys actually wrote they, they, they write songs yeah yeah
0: know? yeah yeah and at some point everything is kind of noise and then people say no it's music right but there is a crafting on it and it, it has something to do with melody but you good you're good with syncopate you know and the interplay between the instruments I was curious on how does it do... Would you bring it to the Cats? Well, basically, you were telling me this band is the live unit to bring right. your recording thing right. to gigs.
4: So you're they're following your parts. Well, most of the time, but it I kind of like, like... Like, it can't be, like, five me's in a band. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, I, I kind of like... I like to, like... I'll finish a song and then bring it to them, and then they can either... They can either interpret it the way they want to interpret it, or they can write something that works for what they do. So it's not all... So I I think that's what makes the live show a lot different from the recordings, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So it's it's almost like two different bands, but kind of not.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets realized live. Studio, uh, more... uh, That's the Solamente uh, one. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, your first album, were you on all of it?
4: Uh, yeah.
0: Because I just heard it, you know. You sent it to me, thank you. And wow. <laughs> that's true. Uh, this might be weird, but do you have you ever used L? Have you ever ate L?
4: No, you know what? Everybody... Oh, uh, so everybody, that's a generic question? Ev- no, no, before. no. I, we, <laughs> Sorry. When I When we were about to go on tour With the Flaming Lips Yeah Everybody was coming up to me And like They're like Oh man Like it's gonna be so fucking crazy You and Wayne Backstage Doing LSD And I was like You know I don't think that's gonna happen And then when we finally Went on tour with them It's like It's the Like It's not like Like you know what I mean Like Oh yeah I've toured with them Yeah at least i don 't know what they were like then, but now it's just he's just like a normal guy, and he 'll sit back there and just give you advice and it's like it's like it's almost like a business meeting you know what i mean it's not like it's not we're not sitting back there doing l s d because you do, are you conscious of the psychedelic uh you know what i'm not even it's just it's just kind of what sounds good to me,
0: yeah, so it's a sensibility because in the old days. This is where I never could understand Grateful Dead because there's no trippy parts, you know. In fact, I came to understand and I thought, well, it's this calm kind of thing so you don't lose your mind. Because for us, we wanted to lose our mind so you wanted heavy-ass stereo and trippy shit. You know, and what's this stuff? Just noodling around on a guitar, you know. And we thought, oh, it's for, you know, we call them snapping turtles, you know. You don't want a rough thing there, so. But we wanted, you know, Now, I haven't used it since, I think, 83 was the last time. So, it's been a little while. And, uh, but I did, uh, think. But, you know, I've met music people like this that make trippy stuff and don't trip.
4: I kind of feel like I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be able to, like, think enough about what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like...
0: Yeah. I did one gig on L. And I didn't play any licks. I couldn't make... But D Boone and Georgie had started, I'd start with him and I'd stop with him. And I just made, them. and I felt like the sound was uh, coming out of my bass sound like toothpaste. And I had a big tube in my arm and I was just chopping different lengths of toothpaste coming out of it. It was terrible.
4: It was <laughs> it embarrassing. Sounds like it was fun though.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I was ashamed at the end. I didn't know we had a gig, see. That's why it happened. It was like D Boone called, hey, oh God, oh man because it lasts like 10 hours. <laughs> it don't last a long time. <laughs> so that was... But I think uh, I've talked to other people and they Oh yeah, when I'm on it I think I'm making the greatest stuff and I listen to it straight and they like, ah, It's terrible. So I never wrote on it. Uh, one time I wrote a general I was trying to be all clinical about it and like, you know, it's coming on and this and this and I gave oh it to Petty Bone and he made a fucking comic I, out of it. You
4: know him. what? I was in... I was in um, I was in New York A couple of weeks ago And I and I met up with this guy And uh Somehow your name came up And I told him I was like hey, You know Oh I'm talking to him now And He was like Man He's like I He's like I have the coolest thing from him It's like this zine That he wrote And it It was about It was It was your experience And the last line was like Things will never be the same again Or something like that
0: I didn't know Rainbow was gonna make it into But I love him mean, my best friend and that was, that was that was a shaming thing there and I was trying to be all together and be clinical about it and of course you're losing your mind and you get right and thinking about thinking and you know this kind of thing and, but I, I couldn't really mix it with music but did uh, use it with music especially in the early punk days we get these records we didn't know in these bands We'd buy them just because the name of the group or the album cover. And then we'd wait for the weekend. we had day off. And then trip and listen to it for the first <laughs> time. Yeah. Because you wouldn't know anything, you know, what was going to come up. And it's, some of these bands... I mean, this is the 70s punk where... I don't know if you know bands like Cabaret Voltaire.
4: I know the name, but... Tri- like. They were
0: trippy. There was a period, you know, when it wasn't just fast guitars. It was like fucking anything to be in the same... Uh, it was really fertile and so I used L on, on that kind of stuff really just to get our minds blown a little I'm kind of glad I went through it because it is kind of a tooth serum so you wouldn't think about things a long time maybe I had to think about those things but I don't know about it uh, really fixing everything as <laughs> so, an I mean, I'm 13 in 1970, so I'm not really a 60s person. But there was a belief where El was going to solve everything. Uh, somebody was telling me there's like this revival. And I know with the jam band, tie-dye, and those people. But uh, s- psychedelic and uh, this word psych. S- psych scene, psych band.
4: Yeah, I think, uh, I guess that's what... I guess that's what we are, I, not on purpose, but I—I um, I don't know. I think it, I think maybe like I—I I guess I'm not like I'm not much of like a psych fan, I guess, but I guess it kind of it makes you think more, you know? What, like I don't know, I—I—I I, I guess like I guess I don't know if psych is defined by like having like echoes and like. Parts that are weird on on instruments that are weird. I mean, I, I don't know like what because I think we're a lot different from a band like like Dead Meadow or like the Grateful Dead. Would you call the Grateful Dead a psych band?
0: Well, that was like more of the. I would call them responsible for the jam band thing in a way. Okay.
4: Yeah, I can't. I don't. But they
0: they call them a psych. Is a psych psych band like a psychedelic band? Yeah. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. That was just an older word. Yeah. And now we're Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't know what... I, I thought it meant kind of like psychotic or, <laughs> or like psych you out, you know, like trip you out. That would... I'm, Not so much psychedelic color. I kind of like that definition okay. for us. Okay. So
4: so it is kind of revival, I guess. But you don't wear oh. bell bottoms and... No. No. I, I think a lot of people think that we're... A lot of people think we're hippies and just because of the, the music but uh, I think a lot of people are kind of surprised when they meet us to find out that we're just like we're pretty regular. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And you're interested in music. That's the way uh, you get plugged too much into a social thing. It's more about the clothes I think than the music. man. And and your music is like it's it's music, music, man. That's what I think. It's it's really about a lot of ideas and uh, I think it's kind of like about breaking ground i don't think it's so much revival there's a lot of stuff you're doing that i don't hear from the old days
4: well the the way the way i like to think about it is like like i think like i think revival is like a' is like a good idea to a point but if you're just trying to mimic what everyone did in the 60s and 70s like you got it all wrong like you have to you have to be nostalgic for the things that were good because there was a lot of there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of garbage back then too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. but not only garbage, everything wasn't perfect. No. And there's no reason to like to try to copy exactly what you heard. So if you take take your favorite ideas from back then and try to try to turn them into something new, then I I don't know. Then it, maybe it won't sound so stale. You know?
0: Yeah, it ends up being kind of vocabulary anyway I mean when you write a novel I've said this before but you don't really invent well maybe Finnegan's Wake but usually you don't invent new a lot of new words using words that a lot of other cats use but you can write a very original novel and it sounds of those old days although we got machines now you're using machines I think only a few cats were using then and didn't really know how to push them yet. I think they were trying to mimic things right. like symphonies right. and right.
4: horns. Like, that's the thing. Like the, like the keyboards that we're using, they were used like the like the, the one polysynth that we use. People tried to like, you know, because now you have like a Casio. You can click a button and it says organ. You click a button and it says right. string section. Back then when they didn't have that, they would actually try to, they would dial it in with all the knobs until <laughs> they would find the strings. But we're just trying to find... You know, like the essence of what's inside of there, you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, 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 like a s- spirit in them, and that's you're talking earlier about the analog versus the digital, and why you have to go back to the older machines because the newer stuff has the game boy sound
4: and even if it even when it doesn't when it's like when it's like high end, like you pay ten thousand dollars for a digital keyboard, yeah. that has like this amazing piano on it or whatever yeah. like there's still. No matter what you do, there's it's it's there's still like a wall, like it, even if you can't tell, like if you can't pick it out, you, your brain somehow still knows because you hear all you're hearing is ones and zeros. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not hearing like the electricity being pushed through circuit. So there's a it's a it's a really big difference, I think.
0: Coils, capacitors, resistors, transistors.
4: It's like it's like to to call us like to call this like an electronic band i don't even think is necessarily right because i think these things are just as real as a guitar because it you know it's not we're not we're not playing samples or anything it's just you you strum the the strings of a guitar right and that's like vibrations and that's all it is and you're hearing vibrations that's all you're, you're just hearing the 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 electricity like the actual you know what that electricity looks like and sounds like
0: magnetic field collapses when the string interrupts yeah. it sends a current through the wire <clears throat> I got a degree in electronics I majored in punk rock but I never used my degree but it's interesting because yeah uh, Segovia Acoustic but even he to for people to hear more than 20 or 30 he has to have a microphone and uh, so electri- electrical things get involved I guess the big diff is when it starts out, like with a digital keyboard. Right. Then there is no f- fundamental resonant, no vibration. Is it hard to teach your guys songs? No. Or you just play them for them.
4: Yeah, we and we've been doing this for I guess like five years now. So it's they're always they're always excited and and game to to play anything new like that.
0: Ain't it righteous to have enthusiastic cats? No, I mean, I, I know that sounds naive, but so many people, if they get into this thing, they start taking it for granted, man, and it's hard to get them excited. You know, there's... I was trying to... I was on tour last month with some guy who was whining about every little thing, and I was telling him about there's nothing like a spirit of you and your cats playing. And maybe it goes way back to being boys. And... I love it man And I never want to get Whatever Musician enough To like Grow that shit And just Sleepwalking To Connect the dots So You uh, have this new one Right it's a, uh, Dan- Dandelion
4: Dandelion Go
0: uh, How was it different Than the other guy
4: uh, Well I think the think uh what did i give you started people and dandelion gum it said uh we released two on it yeah yeah started people came out in uh, 2004 that was our second album um uh, that was more like that was more like really trying to capture like that that kind of like that pbs feeling from when i was a kid yeah. and like apply that to songs where dandelion gum was more just I can't, i wanted to hear. I wanted to hear like the the, the crackles and the, like the breathing of these keyboards. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I had like we used like a nuance. Yeah, yeah. Like everything went through a, an old Echo Plex that I have. You know the. Yeah, tape. Uh, yeah, Echo machine, and it, it's it's pretty much dead. <laughs> so it it just kind of like it spins the tape around and it just kind of like breathes sound onto this tape so you can I don't know I I, I think I think uh, we toured with Aesop Rock in November and it, the way that he put it was that it sounds like you're like crawling you're crawling in a trench you're covered in bugs you know and it, yeah, yeah yeah I don't you know I'm
0: lost how you get any of those sounds but it what I love about it, it makes a world man it makes a world I mean I don't hear a studio I don't hear mics I don't hear even parts and stuff I hear a fucking organic world man it's a trip it's really cohesive but then at the same time it's free enough like it could go anywhere so there's this thing just teetering and then also the dynamic of the songwriting you can build you build these tensions these dramas and then release it and then, gather back up it's really intense it's, it's, it's sort of like guys playing really well together and feeding off each other not really knowing where it's going Right. Uh, so to, to me it's like alive I love it man thank you I love it and okay they're the machines that made them so what they're all they're all machines unless you're singing right. and then you're singing into the microphone and that machine so oh yeah vocoder
4: I, uh, well, I I guess I, I'll make sure I'll give you that first album tonight, but the first album, I, I my real voice is on there, and that was when we first started playing live, and uh I, there were a couple of songs on there too, but, like, I realized that I was really, really uncomfortable with my real voice, and I didn't want to play, like, we did, like, maybe two shows where I tried to actually sing into a mic, and I felt so embarrassed and weird by that, that... I just, I went to the vocoder because I knew that, like, you know, with the vocoder, you can never go out of tune. You know, you can never be pitchy. Right? You, you're always like, you're always on the right note. You you could have a sore throat, or whatever. You're always going to sound fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think people like, people sometimes think it's like a novelty. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, like they're trying to sound like, they're trying to sound like a robot band or like, whatever. But it's really not even about that. It's just, it's, it's, I always thought of of vocal parts as just another, just another melody, like it's part of that stew. Yeah, right. And that's how I hear it too. And so it's not like a band backing up this, right? And it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be. So like the vocoder is just another part. And if I if I can get a really really colorful sound out of that that's better than my voice, why you know that I, I don't see that as a novelty. It's like, how did you find it? Um.
0: Did you think first I got to find a vocoder, or did you stumble onto one? I uh,
4: I actually don't remember. I I think I heard. I think I thought that they were just like those old thins, those old synths. I think I thought that they were harder to come by than they actually were, and then when I I saw that um, Korg put out this thing called a micro corg I guess it was back in like 2002 whenever I was making falling through a field and uh, I got one of those for like $400 and it's I think it sounds really bad but then from there I was able to like dig in a little deeper and, and, and come up with what I'm using now
0: so it was like I want to go find one
4: yeah yeah I guess it was
0: yeah I I didn't I don't even know where they're at but they are a neat thing Tour too, especially you know, gig 40 in a row, and your throat is like that's the hardest part. Well, Fingers I mean, can even hang, but the throat man, it's
4: hard. Man, Adam's apple gets sizes even with the vocoder. Like the first couple times we toured, like me not being used to playing every day, it was like I actually was losing my voice <laughs> singing through the vocoder. But now I've kind of like figured out how to control it now, but yeah, so you learn it. How many tours now? We've only done it it depends on how what you count as a tour. Okay. <laughs> if you wanna talk like ones that were actually gone for a long time, this is only our third. But before then we've you know, we've done a ton of like four day, five day tours.
0: And you're out of Pittsburgh, so it's like you spring out from there. Yeah. Either east to New York, Yeah, all over. Or west to Ohio and <laughs> <in>, uh, Michigan <laughs> I always thought about there because the drives are a little shorter. Drives out here (laughs) but then there's the weather so that shortens up the tour. Well that used to limit
4: us to summer. Yeah right.
0: Right. Where'd you meet you guys?
4: Um, Neighbors? Friends? Grown up? Yeah my uh, my bassist is actually my cousin. And uh, synth player I've known since uh, middle school. And then I had a uh, a boss a couple jobs ago who she knew um, she knew the other keyboardist and the drummer back from when she was in high school.
0: Ah, so no ads in recycling. (laughs) I could I could never ever do that. (laughs) I've heard way too many stories
4: and you can't re- it's no kind of, flakes I like that one you can't really be in a like I mean I, I'm sure you can get lucky but it just it seems really especially like like how I'm trying to create like this world like you were saying yeah like it's kind of hard to like create a perfect little world and not really know everyone that's involved in it you know what I mean
0: yeah 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 must have own equipment yeah <laughs> or, or no flakes like I'm kind of flaky yeah you're out yeah <laughs> You can imagine. I know cats, you know, they move from Lambertville, Bob Lee, you know. And I'm just going to find a man. Balls, church bells. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> ah, shit. I would never have the nerve. Um, <laughs> the names that the band dudes have. <laughs> Interesting.
4: The, uh... I think I think after we started playing shows, we kind of realized that we couldn't just not tell people people our names, and, I, and everybody at the same time, like, we were all kind of doing our own music on our own, so it kind of only made sense to, like, come up with these, these pseudonyms or whatever that people can get to know us by, and then someday, when this band is over, because it can't last forever, and, and we're doing our own things, then, you know, you'll still remember... You see something by like Powerful Fist, you know, Tobacco, or whatever, and be like, oh yeah, that was that
0: guy. Yeah, yeah. On well, the bull punk days, everyone had made up names. They thought me and D Boone was <laughs> the names. <were> <laughs> it can't be your real name. So we were lucky. But I like that idea because it's kind of you, you reinvent yourself. You invent yourself, man. Uh, it's part of the world creation right, thing. Right, right. The name of the band.
4: The name of the band was, like, an accident. I remember I... I kind of... I wanted something that was going to, like... That was going to sound like... Like a cereal. You know, like... You know, when you, like, you go to the store and it's, like, frosted flakes. Yeah. Or, like... Like, honey smacks. And it's just, like, sticks. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just... I think I was, I was just, like, walking around and it just... It, I just thought of it. And it didn't really have any meaning at the time, but... It kind of felt like... What... I wanted it to sound like what I want the music to sound like, you know?
0: Black Moth yeah. on a Super like, Rainbow. Like I,
4: <laughs> I know, I know it's like, it's like, it sounds kind of arrogant to say that like I wanted to do something that was like all new that, that I couldn't really, you couldn't compare it to that much, but the na- I wanted the name to be like that. Like I wanted the name to be meaningless, but to mean something after, yeah, yeah. you know, after you hear this stuff. Right, time.
0: right. So it don't have a reference past yeah that you'd be free to define it yourself right. with your music and now if you hear Black Moss Super Rainbow and you hear the sound bingo hopefully yeah well for me for sure um what you tour with some bands and uh what do you think of that is that a trip
4: yeah it's uh I'm i am I'm not like a touring kind of guy. Like I like most of the fun for me is is writing the stuff in the first place. Yeah. And then to me like the tour has always been kind of like the the work that you do to get that message out there, you yeah. know? But uh the last the last two tours, I consider it kind of one tour that just took 3 months, but when we went out with the, with the Flaming Lips and then Aesop Rock I kind of like I kind of changed my opinion like those those lip shows like w- when we were playing for like 5000 people a night it was like I'm used to playing for 100 people a night before then yeah and and just the way that the way that the, the crowds got into that stuff especially with the lips cuz they're like they put on this giant it's like a it's like a giant party with balloons and and confetti and like everyone's so excited for it, and you know they don't care, they don't care who you are opening. They don't care that you're nobody opening. You know, it's just like they just want to have fun. And yeah, yeah. So that yeah. kind of changed my mind about it, and uh it was kind of, it was actually, it's actually kind of fun to be on stage for the first time.
0: And then the the other tour, maybe a little uh, challenges.
4: Yeah, there was some, or yeah. character builder moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That, we had never been heckled before but it, it Aesop like I had a I had a fucking blast being on tour with those guys and becoming yeah. friends with those guys yeah and we all had we all had so much fun backstage but the fact that it was a hip hop tour and in some towns there were some people who just wanted hip hop and so for the first time ever like we had I'd I'm not used to getting heckled cuz we usually play for like, you know, like like nice like indie rock kids, you know? And like Yeah, the, the, I think I think the first time people started chanting like get off the stage and it was weird. It was really weird. And then that lasted for not the whole tour, but it but you know.
0: Yeah, I've had a lot of I've had incredible intense <laughs> things that you, you think are scripted. It's so outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny in a way but uh, it's all part of a life man it's good maybe you got a little bit of it.
4: no it's good because it wasn't anything it wasn't severe it wasn't severe it didn't it wasn't severe enough to make me cry but it was just severe enough to like you know make me kind of used to it you know
0: it made me a little more determined yeah yeah
4: <laughs> but sometimes it's it's hard to like when you're trying to like when you're trying to like keep keep the rhythm of a song Oh, and someone's yeah. chanting out a rhythm on purpose right, to screw right. you up it's like it's like maybe maybe like like 999 people are like loving what you're doing but that one person in the front row yeah. like kills the whole thing yeah. they probably know that
0: yeah. <laughs> it's their gig yeah. <laughs> it's weird about playing for people the whole thing it's just a strange trip in a way um it's kind of alright I mean if everything is built in maybe it turns in, uh, you know built in perfect maybe it's a Nuremberg rally <laughs> so it's, maybe it's alright to have some different, different things and who knows I know this sometimes there's delayed reaction those cats it might have been mumming. it might have been peer pressure on them and then later when they get enough courage to be on their own they're thinking man I saw that band and I like them and now I'm not
4: afraid to admit. You never know. Sometimes the payoff is down the road. Yeah, we did a uh, just a few days ago. We did a um, show for those, that label that we're friends with. Uh, it was like a day party. It was a, it was a. I didn't realize this at the time, but it was a, it was an all metal show, except for us. We were right in the middle. And uh, everyone, you know, everyone was awesome. But like afterwards, like bringing stuff out to the van and you could hear people walk by and he's like oh man this one guy was like oh man like, i'm sorry like I'm sorry to put you through all that keyboard shit his friend was like yeah he's like you know i thought they were okay they were pretty gay but they were okay.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of pressures on people you know young people especially like am i liking the right man oh, yeah. i gotta say it's better now though it used to be way worse. <laughs> I think younger people are a lot more open-minded. And, you know, the whole genre thing is bullshit
4: anyway, man. Music is music. It is, and I think, like, you know, like, like that Aesop Rock tour. Yeah. Like, like, people, the people who were booing us and calling for Aesop Rock to come out, I'm sure they had no idea that, like, you know, I'm making a record that Aesop Rock is, like, rapping on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, are you going to boo that?
0: Yeah, see? They're, they're confused, you know? There's a lot of things. Music... Especially, you know in a big thing a social thing like that it's not just music there's other connects. If I like them does, does she like them am I liking the right will they hate me if I like them? you know so there's a lot of fucking weird shit and one day that' all be gone maybe and people in music will just stand and won't have to deal with that shit And even if you don't like something I know myself I' change my mind right? I was just all weirded out. There's a weird thing too about you see a band and automatically my mind wants to start comparing them to another band. I won't let the band live in its own world.
4: Fucked up. And that's we've I think we kinda we've kind of been stuck there with like people because for a lot of people their only point of reference on us is the Boards of Canada because they use oh, I analog Synths. <laughs> and but I think they I think they come from a way different place. They come from like a more I don't know, it's just a different atmosphere, you know? Like, I'm trying to write, like, these pop songs where they're trying to write something else that I can't really define. But I think, like, maybe the only way to, like, to get over that, like, that comparison is just to kind of get used to a band's body of work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, once you hear an album, it's like, okay, that sounds like Boards of Canada. And then maybe the second album goes a little bit different, and you're like, okay, well, that's, now they're, kind of their own thing and then maybe by the third album you're like oh that's the now I now I get all three of those albums I understand exactly
0: what they've been around
4: yeah they uh, I think Music Has the Right came out in like came out in like 90, 98
0: so you were you weren't hearing them before you started this band. Yeah, yeah oh okay okay I'm not I'm the, I'm the I'm your <laughs> you should I think I'll check them out I'll check them out Uh, but you know, yeah, everybody comes from somewhere and they're listening to stuff before they take it on. God, John Entwistle, Jack Bruce, I mean, my early bass. I owe those cats a lot, you know, I did I couldn't hear, bass, So, but then, owing it to them, I I couldn't just copy them, I had it, right, to have respect for them, I had to like, well, let's do something with it, you know, that's their thing. They do the the first things you hear that you really like do have a big impression on you. Right. God, it's not like you want to rip them off, but man, it's so it gets you off. So you want to do those
4: sounds. Uh, if you can, if you can, that's like that's 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 like the perfect starting point though. Because if you can do that, and maybe you do sound like them in the beginning, but then if you can just start applying yourself, to yeah. that, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah applying yourself that's the trick to music you know because there's a lot of these little techniques and stuff but that's not the end all those are just little springboards it's the way to get your inner voice out that's the vocoder kind of makes me uh, think of is the inner voice in a way because it sounds inner it don't sound robot the way you use it
4: yeah I'm, I'm trying to like I'm trying to get more and more like human with it just like Cut Co- like colorful human, you know like
0: it swells, it sways, it's trippy and it has this quality of it uh, being a strange music, musical. It don't sound like I, I, maybe the thing was invented to be imitation robot, but that's just where that cat took it or started with it, and then you guys take it further. You know, like a lot of instruments. Uh, the guitar used to be in the rhythm section. And then look what Jimmy did do it, you know. Just... So a lot of stuff. I know there's this thing about keeping it real, you know. Right? Back in the day. and But what does that mean? You know? I, I, yeah. Because yeah. then everything's in uh, glass boxes in a museum and uh, fetish.
4: What well, I, yeah. I... That's... Uh... That's something I, something I've always hated about music is when people are like, you have to, you know, you have to respect this band or these guys because look at what they did. But it's like, I don't like it and I don't care that they did that because we're doing this thing and I'm not doing this because they did that. So who, you know.
0: Right. What's it mean? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It's a weird kind of piss and war. And it's getting away from the challenge of being creative with music. That's, the thing. And I don't think you're afraid of that, I man. I think you're fucking balls out about that. So, who cares about uh, hierarchy, aristocracies, lineage, and all that. You know? In the early punk days, everybody had to, like, pretend they didn't know any of the old, old stuff. a Rock and all that. I was just born. You know, well, A lot of those cats we were just playing. yeah, you came off the guitar and then went to the synth. So you were almost playing right at the beginning if you're
4: learning, right? Um
0: I'm, you were like Woodshed.
4: Well, I, I guess like I never like I never actually learned how to do anything. I just kind of played around until I figured stuff out and then Yeah, like I you couldn't sit me in front of like a piece of music and have me play it on a keyboard because I don't I I don't understand music. Or copying
0: records.
4: Yeah. yeah. No, See,
0: do. in the old days, that's what everybody did. You
4: copied records. I think that's why we don't do any covers, because I don't know how. You know, like, I, I can only figure out what I can come up with. In you your
0: know? head, dude. Yeah. No, that... I don't think that's a bad thing. There's plenty of dudes like, doing covers. <laughs> I think that those ranks are filled... It's the other uh, fields that we need to pioneer rock. Uh, so it's that kind of nerve. So so now I, I got an understanding of psychs. So psych is really this word for psychedelic. And uh, it really ain't a new scene. But man, I'm new that music in those days and you guys don't seem like
4: <laughs> I think I think psych now is like I, I think psych psych could mean like the revival bands, it could mean us, it could mean uh it could mean even like noise bands who are just making free noise but somehow are making it psychedelic and on some level. You know, I think I think psych can just be anything now that's just has something some kind of psychedelic quality to it that whether you can come out and define it or not you know
0: you were doing guitar noise before the yeah. keyboard, so what like Thurston, uh, S- uh sonics no, or? you know, I never what?
4: actually was into I never was really exposed to yeah. Sonic use, so I was doing like like in high school, I loved um blues explosion you know Spencer, this guys? yeah, but i wasn't I wasn't that good, so I I kind of, what I loved about them was like the way that they took blues, just traditional blues. Yeah. And just kinda of like noised it up. You know, and he was his vocals were screaming and <laughs> and so I kinda of, I, I wanted to like play around with that idea of like not not being able to play at all. I don't want to
5: interrupt
0: but this is your wristband so <laughs> <laughs> you God. Okay, oh wow, that's a trip. So, kind of like a punk trip on it.
4: I guess.
0: Yeah, you don't have the ability, but you still want to go for it. Yeah. You like the aesthetic of it. Not such an academic.
4: Yeah, no, I never. I, you didn't I go never, to school for music. I never thought music should be academic because once. Like, how can you put rules on something that people started? just to like express feeling how can you turn that into like how can you teach that yeah right 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 like you could teach people you can go to school and you can you can learn you can learn piano and you can learn notes but that's all you can like you you can't learn how to actually feel that you can just learn the timing of how your fingers have to hit the keys that's all
0: and hope for some cat to put music in front of you (laughs) that you can execute yeah a sampler <laughs> in a way yeah when you see a classical thing it's like that this guy is using these incredible technicians
4: or like I even think not even not to bash like a whole genre of music but like, math, like this math rock yeah it was really big in Pittsburgh like when I was in high school in like the mid 90s and like late 90s but like Don Caballero yeah they're from Pittsburgh yeah. but it's just it's exactly what they're saying it is it's like how can they it's like let's figure out like let's figure out like these these numbers of how we can like build these chords and then build the timing changes and let's write songs around that like that to me that's just, that's not what it's about <laughs> you know what i mean like i can't birds I, don't do that yeah <laughs> birds don't do
0: Math <laughs> rock yeah it's almost the perfect name yeah <laughs> it's coming around again i just believe it's pants. And it's, they're young, they don't know fusion. But, can,
4: can you get into it?
0: Uh,
4: <laughs> I mean, not. To, I don't want to put you on the spot. I've, but.
0: I've graduated in 76 and the big band was returned to Forever. Man, people love that. And it was just sheer tech, technocracy that people were like going, wow, they can do that. But I don't know if it was ever serving the tune.
4: Exactly. I don't know
0: if the tune was involved. Yeah, like you, involved.
4: you can, you can, your, you're like, your mind is like smart enough to come up with all these equations to be able to play a guitar. But who cares, you know?
0: <laughs> I know because uh, but things change, you know. It's, it's like sports or something, yeah. and so you get score. People keep score, and music has had to really fight to survive all these things that humans do on it because I think music really is a language of the universe It's probably here before and will be here after and we're just trying to wrap our hands and our minds around it and I don't think people kind of there's another opinion that goes no, no, no it comes, it comes from our minds and I think dreams and ideas do but man, they co- coincide with nature in the way sound reacts with things notes Melody rhythms. I don't know if it's all from the idea. I mean, it's very uh, high opinion of yourself to think so, but in some ways maybe we've just got big tombs <laughs> you know? and tombs. And you know, and if you get it most, you know, there's this thing like um, Sufis, you know, about these dervishes, and they whip themselves up and spin around and get all dizzy, so they get unlogical. And they can get a static. They can get in a state that's free of the convention of the normal thoughts. And, uh, yeah, sometimes I kind of have to do that because I'm so self-conscious playing, man. If I had to just stand there like a recital, oh, my God. So I whip myself up into a thing where I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I want to play tight with my guys but that's what the prac's for almost just to have almost a second nature so I don't have to guess but really I want to get in a state that's out of the classroom
4: right you know we even like like I don't even mean to go back to this but like how you were saying like like you're asking me like about psych yeah like if you even think about it like to put to put a name on anything like 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 psych music yeah you're, you're like I know, like, you have to use those genre names to explain stuff, but, like, in the end, like, that's that's the same as, like, music school. Yeah. Because it's, like, for for a tag to be on music, there have to be rules, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And any there are rules, then it's just not what it should be anymore. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But there is a weird thing about school, because I do think I learn shit with music, uh, but... It's almost to learn to get free of the rules. Right. Learning, I mean, I, what, there's rules to not learning the rule. I mean, there's some self inclusive paradox going on, so it's hard to talk about. But I do feel I am in a weird kind of classroom. But coming, especially from my, my punk traditions, I really have disdain uh, a lot of that convention shit. And the genre, I think. Uh, also, with marketing, it has some use to make their job kind of easier. Right. <laughs> and maybe the music cat's job is to make their job really hard. <laughs> and listeners, like even myself, when I hear a band and I start, all, my mind automatically starts referencing.
4: I hate that. What's so, like if you're like if you're like a kid and you're you're gonna start a band and like you're thinking like oh, I'm gonna start a punk band. Yeah then like you've kind of already fucked yourself because it's like you should just start a band and then if it sounds like punk music then cool but if you go into it thinking like I'm going to start a punk band like, so this is, gonna, this is how I'm going to have to write you know like I'm going to have to like have this kind of distortion or whatever like you know what I mean that's
0: terrible see because the punk I came from there wasn't really it wasn't a music style Especially with hardcore, it kind of—it was confusing. You know, I like the spirit, but they wouldn't—I couldn't go off on music. They wouldn't experiment with music, and they were yelling anarchy, and I really believed in that. And I was like, "Where is it?
4: Anarchy within these rules of these four chords? Very
0: heterodox, uh, homogenous, orthodox. Yeah, it was like kind of scary. It was like, oh my god, what has happened?" the gigs are predictable you know what the band's gonna sound like well like
4: why couldn't punk be like you with like a saw like cutting a log and somebody like smashing on a wind chime you know what i mean
0: for me that is punk for me punk was just getting out of your own prison tom thanks for talking with me thank you much respect you got any uh last words um yeah what would you tell somebody starting a band right now
4: don't know, just, uh, don't try, don't try to copy someone and don't try to not copy someone. Just, just, I don't know, just kind of let, just kind of let your voice grow, you know, on its own without, without trying to, to, to limit it or, because if you try, if you try to not sound like anybody else, That's just as bad as trying to sound like, because you're still trying too hard, you know?
0: You're being manipulated.
4: Yeah. By yourself. By yourself.
0: You're playing yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Those are good thoughts. I will think about that. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. (laughs) Brother. (laughs) March 20, 2008. Uh, It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. We just, in the second hour there, heard a interview done a couple days ago, on the 18th, up in Hollywood, California. I know there's a Hollywood in Florida, maybe some other states, too. This was a Hollywood. In an interview with Tom Tobacco, uh, you know, musician uh, behind um, Black Mouth, Super Rainbow, and his own tobacco stuff, and... Man, did I say some stupid shit there? I apologize, you know. I <laughs> but he, his thoughts are pretty much on the money, you know. And uh, much respect. Uh, what I got now is uh, part five of Jack Flanders in Dreams of
6: India.
7: So, do you think it's haunted?
6: No, it's not that. It's something else. I don't know, but... Pamela? Yes? You're looking at me so strangely.
7: I'm sorry. I I was just thinking about what you were saying.
6: Well, What do you think? Now, you've been up there.
7: You know my aunt has forbidden me to go.
6: You mean you've never been inside? Once. Well, did you see the room that's furnished? Yes. What did it feel strange to you?
7: Mm, I, I was very young.
6: Something happened, didn't it?
7: I don't know. When when they found me, I was unconscious. Really? That's when my aunt made me promise never to enter the palace again, or she would have it burnt to the ground. I see. But I don't think she could do that. Somehow the palace is connected to what happened to her.
6: Well, what has happened to her?
7: Uh, uh, Jack, I hope she'll tell you.
6: Uh, yeah.
7: Jack, all I know is what I told you. When she was young, she made a pact in order to escape and see the world. And now, it's come to collect.
6: Kamala, who is
7: it? I'm not sure.
6: What do you think it is? Well,
7: it's certainly not of this realm.
6: Well, come on, tell me a little bit more, please. Uh,
5: Auntie? I'm sorry I couldn't join you for dinner. Are you feeling better? Oh, yes, thank you. Hmm. I love to sit here and look at the river. It's so peaceful. Makes me wonder why I ever left this place.
6: You lived here as a child?
5: My father was a, was a minister for the Maharaja. This was our house. It was owned by the Maharaja, but it was ours.
6: So the summer palace up there... Jack, would...
5: you asking Mr. Flanders...
6: I was up there. So? It's very beautiful. It's like a painted box from Kashmir. The rooms are all empty, except one room is furnished. Drapes, carpets, pillows, sofas.
5: You were saying?
6: One room is still intact. In fact, it looks like it's been that way for years.
5: Would you like to know why?
6: Well, it is a little out of the ordinary.
5: Yes, it is. I see. They say, what you are, you do not see. What you see is your shadow.
6: Rabindranath Tagore.
5: Oh, you're familiar with our poet.
6: A little. Upga Jai Manzab.
5: do acha, okay. Ab a chale jao.
6: you later. About the palace...
5: The best example of a painted box palace, as you call it, can be seen outside Mysore. It belonged to the Maharaja of Mysore. la! you should take Mr. Flanders to see the palace. Yes, Auntie, I was planning on taking him there.
6: Oh, I'd like that.
5: There's also a summer palace. There is an art museum there. You may find it informative.
6: I hope to see it.
5: Tell me, Mr. Flanders... Uh, yes? When you were in Delhi, did anything out of the ordinary happen?
6: Well, I did have a rather amazing experience. Really? I was walking down a little back street near the hotel. I I don't know where my mind was, but I noticed time seemed to slow and the houses became transparent. I could see in through the walls into the rooms as though layers were being peeled away. People walking toward me were, were actually glowing lights. They no longer had bodies. They were just ovals of light floating above the ground. Even the trees and the and the plants were made of light. Light that was so vibrant, so alive. But when I reached out to to touch a leaf I had no hand I was light and then I did a stupid thing I said isn't this amazing I must remember this and poof it was gone and there I was walking down the street Mm. it was a nice experience though Hmm. Hmm. Oh, well, I, I didn't mean to stop the conversation. Uh, can you tell me anything more about the man who gave you my card?
5: Auntie? Yes. He was uh, quite tall. As uh, tall as you, Mr. Flanders. As I said, he had white hair. His eyes were dark. Very deep. Piercing, but compassionate. I trusted him immediately. He gave me his card. The card Kamla brought
6: to you. He said he was Jack Flanders?
5: I don't recall that he did.
6: When he gave you the card, did he say, this is my card?
5: He said, there will come a time when you will use this. Hmm. I didn't know what he meant, but I trusted him.
6: And this was 40 years ago?
5: <sighs> so many years.
6: Well, well, you said he was in his his 50s or 60s then. Well, he'd be in his 90s, maybe even 100 by now.
7: But the card has Jack's present address and phone number.
6: And I've only lived there for the past three years. It's
7: impossible, isn't it?
6: You know, it's amazing that, that you kept the card all these years.
5: I felt he he understood. He knew. He knew? I'm tired. Ramchandar, I'm late.
6: Gee, Well...
5: No, 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 don't get up, Mr. Flanders. I, uh... I... I want to say that that I believe all is as it should be. I'm grateful that you have come. Thank you. Good
6: night.
7: Good night, Auntie.
6: Well, Miss Cumber. So what do you think of that?
5: Mr. Flanders? Oh yes? I am pleased that you appreciate our poet, Rabindranath Tagore.
6: I see.
5: I am like the road in the night, listening to the footfalls of its memories in silence. Good night.
6: Good night. Wow.
7: Okay, now I'm retiring. Are you going to sit out there and think?
6: Well, does Ramchander understand English?
7: He does when he gets to know you. What? You'll see.
6: Oh, there he is. Uh, Ramchander, do you have a flashlight I can borrow? Kya Mister
7: Flanders ko torch chahiye.
6: Nahi torch What's he saying? No flashlight.
7: Oh. Apki pas tin
6: hai? to What?
7: He has a lantern.
6: Oh, good, good. Jack. Yes.
7: Where are you going? Up the hill. To the palace. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, at night?
6: Want to come along?
7: You forget? I'm forbidden to go there.
6: Still? At your age?
7: And what do you mean, at my age?
6: That's not what I...
7: Good night, Mr. Flanders. What I meant was... What?
6: That I have my foot in my mouth. (laughs) Good night. beautiful night. (laughs) Sounds like they're having a good time down in the village. I could be down there dancing in the street, but no, I'd rather explore a haunted palace at night. Well, self, I hope you know what you're doing, because I sure don't. forbidding not foreboding it's not what oh god a bet why aren't you out catching bugs go on go on beat it Hmm. that room should be here I thought it was here am I turned around
3: before too long.
0: from Pedro Show uh, started the third hour out with part five of Jack Flanders and Dreams of India alright Jack <laughs> tripping through the, his trips huh? then we had Giant Apples by the Houdinis I Remember by El May and then Pick Up Your Tears by PNDC that's another uh, song from uh, Bear Suit Records label uh i played in the first hour of that old man song well, i think the song was called half brother but the band was called old man and i got some uh other stuff too i want to play uh, that, that really good label it's out of england and wild stuff pndc though i i, I believe they're out of belgrade in serbia and um uh, I'm gonna play uh, some songs uh, from bands in that area. You know, uh, I think it's intense to support uh, musicians, scenes all over, especially if uh, in contrast with some crazy, you know, the brothers and sisters in, the, in Tibet right now are having hell. I wish I had some music from some Tibet bands and. China bands, uh, PK fourteen. I I I do know of a band from there. I do have some music, but uh, here's some uh, Belgrade music.
6: from Pedro Show.
0: I was just thinking, I wish I had some music from uh, Albania or Kosovo. God, I wish I had music from everywhere, really. There's a lot of, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to read you some of these song titles. I might screw up in uh, band names because I'm not that good with Serb, but I'm going to try. We started... That chunk off with uh, A Poor Man's Supper by a Belgrade Yard Sound System. Then Inside the Social Machine by Belgrade Noise Society. and Amphetamine Twist by Shining Shitbox. See, I got those pretty good, huh? <laughs> um, and the next was Manitou 5 by Discipline uh, Kitchma. Then Samo Zvuk by Semyelja Broj 9. And finally, Solo Guitar 1 by Wu. So I guess I did okay there. Okay, th- this next tune is called uh, Dissolving Boundaries. And it's by a band called Dysthymiac. And uh claimed to be from uh, Antarctica. <laughs> Not from Peter sure. I Can't Stand It by P Heavy. Before that, we had Dream Albania by Keiko Ueda and started with Dissolving Boundaries by Dysthymic. Um. <laughs> sorry for pronouncing shit all lame like that. But, uh, yeah, music is a righteous thing. It truly is. I know it gets coerced into some bizarre situations, make you buy what you don't want, make you fit in where you don't feel you do. I mean, they try to use that. Actually, I think it undermines them uh, meannesses because it's a, yeah, it's a Idealistic uh, kind of way of human sharing, and uh, it could be a righteous thing. And so, uh, I celebrate it. Speaking of celebrating, yeah, read Walt Whitman's Leaves of Grass. I'm doing that again. It's uh, March 20, 2008 edition of from Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.